a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hill 2023 special coverage with David Dijanovic. We're excited to be marching you up to the final hours of the 2023 legislative session. And there's so much to cover in just a short window of time left that KSL News Radio's Lindsay Ertz will be joining us every day at this time with what she's got her eye on. Yeah, and I I really want to build it around a video that went viral uh, from Representative Sandra Hollins, uh, and and I want to play some of this, Debbie and and Lindsay, as you as you join us, can you help set this up? Because uh, we're going to play a good chunk of of her uh, response to a proposed bill. Uh, can you set that up? For us yeah. A little bit. So this bill is HB 451. It's still working its way. Nope. I should say it actually just failed to get out of a Senate committee this okay. very morning. So okay. that is a very major development is that this bill will no longer be heard in the legislature. It failed to make it through a Senate committee, but it did pass the House. And on Friday, it was heard on the House floor. And uh, what this bill would do would basically prevent any school, public, higher education, or our schools from asking an applicant anything about their work related to uh, it, uh, diversity, inclusion, and equity. So just to, so just to be clear, if somebody were applying for a job or a scholarship or um, some something like a research project or something like that through the state through the state, yeah, it would prevent the institution public school, uh, higher ed um, university from asking what role diversity has played in their job development? Yes. Okay. So let's listen to Sandra Hollins, Representative Sandra Hollins' response as she was sitting on the floor. I should also point out that Representative Hollins is the only black member of the legislature. I rise in opposition to this bill. And I have been sitting here thinking and thinking and thinking since yesterday about what I'm going to say. Because yesterday, my phone was blowing up with community members asking me the question, what is going on at the Capitol? We have all of these bills around DEI um, that is going through the Capitol. What is happening? I had a doctor ask me, I'm out here recruiting students of color to come to Utah to study medicine and hope, hope that they will stay there. And we will have a variety of doctors of, of, from different backgrounds and different ethnicities here so that our community will feel safe going to the doctor's office. I don't know what to tell them. I honestly don't know what to tell them. I have people who are saying to me, didn't Utah sign a racial compact? What is going on? 
I honestly don't know what to say, and if I have to be honest, I'm tired. I'm more than tired physically. I'm tired spiritually and mentally from fighting. It seemed like we keep taking two steps forward and going five steps back. I don't know what the fear is. There's not enough of us in this state that we could be running these bills because there is fear that somehow some people are going to be left out of, of something. I don't know what it is. I honestly don't know what it is. I don't know what to tell my community anymore. I don't know how to make them feel safe anymore. I have parents who are calling me because they're, and young people who are telling me they no longer feel safe in our school system. I have teachers who are not feeling safe in our school system. I have professors who are not feeling safe. I don't know what to tell them. I have people who I'm working with organizations to try to bring diverse businesses here. And one of the things they want to know, do we feel safe? Are our children going to be safe? My question, my answer to them now is I don't know. I don't know. There's an effort to get rid of diversity in schools. There's a to get rid of inclusion in schools. I don't know what to say to them anymore. I'm, I'm at a loss for words. Very, very powerful yeah. statement. That was about two and a half minutes long. Uh, Representative Sandra Holland um, opposing this legislation, which just failed this morning, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. it's not it's not going anywhere this session. Right. It's not going to go anywhere this session. That is a major development um, in this bill. But, you know, I wanted to hear really the argument and why this bill was run in the first place. And it was run by Representative Katie Hall. And and really her main argument is that some people are feeling like when you ask those types of questions about diversity, equity, and inclusion, there's a quote unquote right way they have to answer it. And if they don't answer it the right way, they feel judged because they may be considered racist when they're not, but maybe. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. That's not what... It, she wants them all to be focused just on their work. That's that's kind of the way they feel. They feel like they're being judged based on the way that they answer this particular question and that they feel like they have had to have been some sort of an activist for something that, that they are, they believe in diversity, they believe in inclusion, but but it just rises to the level of this personal political belief that they felt like they had to defend themselves as not being... It's not a very, this is my view, um, for Representative Hall's statement there, it's not a very strong reason for running legislation that would prohibit organizations, state institutions from asking that question of a job applicant. We get asked all kinds of questions on a job application, and if 
they find it to be an important question to ask, they should be able to ask it. And and we should be able to answer, answer that question. I know if I had to fill out an application, what I would say if I were being asked that very question, and I would think people who are applying for a job um, would 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 know what they could say to 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 qualify and make sure that question was answered appropriately. Well, when, when I listen, and again, I haven't spoken to Representative Hall, but what I heard was that there is her concern is when you ask these kind of questions about diversity, equity, and inclusion, that there is one type of answer that is acceptable. So, for example, if you said, uh, "What do you think? What are your thoughts about diversity?" That there would be a certain way to answer that that question that is socially acceptable. And, and for example, if, if you were to say something like, I believe much more in diversity of thought versus diversity of race, gender, sexual orientation, something like that, that maybe that is an inappropriate way to, to react to that. So the, the argument would be, well, don't ask it if, if you are only looking for one answer. Hmm. Um, so, that's one way. Yes. That I, no, I, I think can... you're both right. You're both on the different arguments of, yeah. of why this well, bill was so. I think if you're so... applying for a job and you want that job, you ought to be able to a- a- answer how you have brought diversity and inclusion to another job and how you can bring that to the job you're applying for. Yeah. I mean, and it's... those are both sides of the argument yeah. for sure. There is another bill that also deals with diversity, equity, and inclusion. I just want to mention this one. This one pr- would have prevented um, offices in the higher education system. So colleges and universities in Utah from uh, having offices of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And the sponsor argued that um, these offices sometimes promote social agendas more so than institutions should be based on academics. That was his statement to us on Friday. This bill also uh, was recommended it be study over the interim. So it won't be moving forward this session, but it's another one of those bills that deals with this diversity, equity, and inclusion that the legislature is running this year. Lindsay Ertz, Chaos Sunnels Radio, covering Capitol Hill as we tick down to the final hours of the legislative session. And um, just a peek behind the curtain, who is... Who are the who's puppeteering these lawmakers, Lynn? Is there is there some group, some organization? Are they in state, out of state, that are contacting our lawmakers and demanding that they get bills filed with a you know and 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 open up a bill file on these? I have no idea. Okay. I have no idea okay. if that's actually happening. But what I can tell you is, Senator, maybe John, it's not. Maybe well, I think coming puppeteering up with this. is a harsh word. Maybe so. Maybe so. But who's who's re- asking this of lawmakers? Do we know what groups it, or individuals? It certainly seems like diversity, equity, and inclusion have been made into a hot button issue that perhaps. You know, and even the sponsor, Representative Hall, argued this. She said these words on their own aren't bad, but they've become a they've become a hot button issue. And it it's kind of curious when you're like, wait a second, when did diversity, equity, and inclusion become something that wasn't allowed? Well, as we heard from Representative Hollins, though, she she said in her her final statement or final part of her statement that there, there is an effort to get rid of diversity in schools. Uh, you, if if that's a perception, if that's a reality, whatever it, it might be, um, it has become a very divisive issue. It's been very difficult to talk about diversity in, in a in a positive way, where two sides can have a a discussion or a debate without it turning hurtful. And I think that's kind of what we're struggling with a little bit right now. We're trying to figure out how do we have conversations, how do we have discussions without it turning either political 
or hurtful. Lynn's amazing work as always. You got anything on the on your plate for today? Oh, guys, I got all the things okay. on my plate for today. Okay. So I'm going to go talk with Senate leadership here in about a half an hour to see what else is on the agenda for today. But we just a quick note, we don't have any settle uh, anything settled on taxes yet. We don't have the food sales tax settled. We don't have the social media bill settled yet. So we've got a lot to do in the next week. And But they're dealing with stray cats. Yeah, but they feral cats feral cannot cats. be fed at night. Right. <laughs> they, that is on the agenda as well. Lindsay Ayers, KSL News Radio, political reporter, Eye on the Hill, as always. Always, thanks. We'll have you back tomorrow, same time. Straight ahead, uh, do you see this report uh, by the U.S. Department of Energy, Dave, uh, saying that uh, it's with low confidence, low confidence that it was a lab leak in China that sparked COVID. Let's dive into the details on that report next. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.